stories, teachings, and guidance. Welcome to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast with your host, Rebecca Rankin. Welcome back to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast. I love hearing people's stories. Like, how did someone get to where they are? Where did they start? And I figure for some of you, you too might be curious to hear my story. In today's episode, I'm going to share a bit about my journey into the wellness space and how that led me to women's hormones and more. So I initially was in the architectural field. I graduated with a degree in architecture from the University of Michigan. And right before graduating, I received a job offer out in San Francisco to work for a large corporate firm. It wasn't long after taking that job that I just wasn't satisfied. And honestly, to be completely truthful, I wasn't satisfied even in college studying architecture. Like I was stressed and overwhelmed. And yet I, I chose to ignore the signs of disconnect. Like I suffered migraines and I would be on the phone with my mother all the time in tears. I was so overwhelmed with just feelings of uncertainty. Yet I was going through the motions. I thought it was what I should do, right? Graduate from a good college, get a good paying job and live a good life. And I was wrong. I was so wrong. Like that formula for me just didn't work. Now I moved to San Francisco straight out of college. I remember I couldn't wait to get out of Michigan and head out West. And I think it was just maybe a few days after graduation, maybe a week at most. And some friends and I decided to do a cross country road trip from Michigan all the way over to California to San Francisco. And it was such an adventure. So I arrived in San Francisco and I immediately start working for this firm. I, I was so excited and I was eager to jump in and start making money and to, to put my college degree to work. And did I ever? I worked long hours and on the weekends. And at the time, I was in my early 20s. And I remember thinking, I live in this amazing city. And here I am in an office on the weekend. And I'm surrounded by my colleagues who were in their 30s, 40s, 50s, who had families at home, who were all overworking too. And I didn't want that for myself then and not as I got older. At the same time, I was learning how to navigate stress, mood swings, and just feelings of overwhelm. I was learning to cope with just the stressful demands of work, the stresses of being in a new city across the country from where I grew up, trying to make friends, and honestly just figuring out what being an adult was in your early 20s. And to unwind, I ran. Like I, I ran to unplug. And I also, I partied, I partied hard and I partied a lot. Now, while at the architecture firm, I recall a a colleague of mine suggesting that I try yoga as a way to cope with stress, which at first I brushed it off thinking I didn't need help dealing with stress and overwhelm. I was 22. (laughs) Then finally, a friend of mine convinced me to go to a yoga class with him And so I decided to give it a try. Now at the time, this was the early 2000s. And still back then, there was a yoga studio on every corner in 
every neighborhood of San Francisco. So I tried them all out. And finally, I took a hot yoga class that was in the moment, just the right thing, what I was after, what I was looking for. And it's like the floodgates opened. And I had this huge awakening and that yoga, that, that this was more than just de-stressing. It was more than just improving my relationship with my body. It was much deeper. It's, it's like I met my, my true self for the first time. I uncovered my true nature. I removed blocks. I awakened my intuition and I was hooked. I started going to a local studio that was in the neighborhood that I was living in, the Mission District. Um, And I started going there daily. And in a way, like it became this daily ritual. And then things started to shift in my life. I then started prioritizing my well-being. And I started opting out of partying and leaning more towards the yoga community that I had become a part of. And after a few years, some of the teachers that I really had become friends with, they encouraged me to go to teacher training. And I thought, sure, why not? So I quit my career and my path to becoming a a licensed architect. And it was a huge relief. I knew that I just couldn't fake it anymore. I couldn't deny the fact that I was completely miserable working in long hours in an office for work that brought me no joy. And when I first signed up for my training, which was a nine week long intensive training down in Los Angeles, I honestly, I had no intention of teaching yoga at first. I just wanted to learn more. I had this insatiable appetite to learn more and really deepen my personal practice. And I knew that I couldn't go back to working as an architect. I, I was only 25 at the time, but I had this deep knowing that my path was to follow my heart. And it was saying to take the road of yoga and use that to follow the path towards wellness and well-being. I then became a yoga teacher in 2006, and I taught in San Francisco for a few more years after that. Then I started traveling the world teaching yoga, co-hosting yoga retreats and teacher trainings. I lived in abroad in the Netherlands for a little bit, teaching yoga out there. And I haven't looked back. It, it's opened so many doors that feel in full alignment with my desires and passions. It's allowed me to deepen my spiritual practices and to feel more deeply connected to the universe and God than I ever did when growing up going to a church every Sunday morning. It's become this lifestyle that helps me live intentionally, mindfully, and with deep purpose. And I do find it funny when people hear that I have a degree and background in architecture, they will ask me if I ever will go back. <laughs> and and at this point, it's, it's somewhat humorous since I have been teaching yoga full-time, owning and managing studios for now nearly 17 years at this point. And I only worked in a, a firm for about three years. So yeah, I'm, I'm not going back. <laughs> now, I, I'm also a, a trained certified women's holistic hormone health practitioner. And the way that that came about was honestly through yoga. So a little backstory. I admit that for a long while, my relationship with my cycle was one of feeling inconvenienced by it. 
Like I dreaded having period cramps and the mood shifts always left me feeling frustrated and even a bit like my body was working against me. And it was really like when my partner and I wanted to conceive and create a family that I became a bit more in tune with my cycle, but not much more than just tracking my fertile window. So when you ovulate, the only time within your cycle that you can get pregnant, but I still didn't have a deep relationship with my cyclical nature. It was just something that happened in the background of my mind. That is until I had my second child. When my son was born shortly after his birth, I don't know, maybe eight weeks after my period came back. And I remember clearly, I remember feeling so upset. I remember thinking, hey, like I'm exclusively breastfeeding. My period isn't supposed to be coming back so soon. And it just felt so upset. And I caught myself. I caught myself in this negative self-talk and downward spiral. And I knew then that I needed to heal this part of me. That being upset with a natural process of my female biochemistry just wasn't right. So I dug a bit deeper and started wanting to look at why. Like, why did I feel just such dread and, and in a way like disgust? And part of that was from the symptoms of hormonal imbalance that was occurring each period, which showed up as having period cramps. And I knew that in the back of my mind, I knew that cramps and period pain, they're not meant to be normal, right? While they're completely common and a lot of, in a way, they've been normalized, it's not a necessary part of having a period. Like pain-free periods are a real thing. And I can attest from going from having terrible cramps to now like my periods start without much fanfare at all. So I educated myself on understanding my hormones better and learning ways to balance them to have pain-free periods. And as I understood my hormones better, I understood how to care for myself better. So this meant understanding the whole cycle, not just the week of my period. That what I did earlier in the month would be a good prediction as to how my period would unfold. Because everything affects everything. So I got a bit curious as to how I could use my yoga practice to better serve my cyclical nature and my body. And I searched and searched. (laughs) And I found that a lot of yoga asana disciplines out there were designed by men for men. And that we as women and those with female biochemistry, we've just adapted our bodies to fit into them. I studied under Tiffany Cruikshank of Yoga Medicine, a wonderful, amazing teacher. Uh, She had a female health yoga training. So I took that knowledge and that knowledge allowed me to create yoga sequences that nourished my body and honestly helped nourish my entire cycle. And then I started sharing that. I started sharing that with my students and my community members. And I mentioned earlier, I have this insatiable appetite for learning. So I then studied women's hormone health with the Mind Body Food Institute, and I became a certified women's holistic hormone health practitioner. And so I now work with women to help educate them about their hormonal strengths and use those to create self-care and lifestyle choices that they can actually stick to because it's honoring their female biochemistry and helps them feel empowered by their cyclical nature and not burdened by it. And I believe that us as women, like we've inherited centuries of shame and disempowerment in regards to our cycles. For many of us, when we reached menarche, so your first period, 
it was not celebratory. Like for a lot of us, it was a bit of a hushed experience. And because of that, that made many of us feel like being a woman and having female biochemistry was an inconvenience. And that's the narrative that a lot of us inherited because that's how women have been treated. Talking about cycles and periods, although it's getting better, was definitely a taboo subject for many of us growing up and our parents certainly, and certainly their parents. Yet that does such a disservice to us. Like Knowledge is power. And when you better understand your female biochemistry, you don't feel like you're, you're losing it all the time. When you understand how our hormones are shifting, we can make more mindful decisions that take advantage of those shifts and utilize those strengths to just live in harmony with ourselves, with our cycle. And above all, it allows us to give ourselves some grace. Like we're better able to navigate the negative self-talk that might come from the natural shift in energy levels. Like when you go from feeling motivated and crushing goals, then the next week to feeling just a bit more inward focused. And of course, we're, we're not able to crush goals in the same way day in and day out because our hormone levels aren't the same. Our cycles are meant to bring us into balance. For as much outward energy that we put out there, we need just as much inward focus to nourish ourselves. Right? Better understanding ourselves means better understanding our cyclical nature. And that means looking at our whole cycle, not just the week of our period. And I realize I have gotten a little off track in regards to my journey. So hear me out for a moment. Yoga, meditation, breath work, There are all these amazing practices to do a bit self-inquiry, to better understand ourselves, to get curious about the human experience, and to live life in a way that's just rich with purpose and joy. And part of that is understanding the inner workings of our cyclical selves. And a simple way that I really anchor into this is tracking my cycle and journaling with it. And this is something that I highly recommend tracking your cycle. And this can be as simple as noting where you are in your cycle each day. And then just noticing, like taking notice of your your energy levels that day, your mood, your desires, and keep it simple. Like when you notice the cyclical patterns in your mood and energy, you'll be better able to make more mindful choices, right? After a few months, after a few cycles, you see that cyclical pattern. And that inner self-knowledge will be invaluable in coping with stress, setting boundaries, tracking your feelings of motivation and focus. And it can even be a way that you're better able to choose self-care practices that you'll actually stick to daily because you're in tune with your needs and your desires as they shift throughout the month. And I I love this so much, actually, that I I created an entire self-care course around aligning your yoga, meditation, breath work to your cycle so that you can begin to really embrace cyclical living. And I remember actually looking for a program like this online. I was like hunting all over for it and I just couldn't find one that fit what I wanted. I really was on the hunt for cycle specific yoga practices, like ones where we did compression work and really intentionally worked with our anatomy and our hormonal needs. And I looked for meditations and breath work that helped us kind of cope with the shifting mindsets that happen throughout our cycle. And I couldn't find anything. And in my, my typical nature, 
I thought, fine, <laughs> fine, I'll just make my own. And there you go. So that's actually how the Cyclical Living self-care course came about. And I'll actually be sure to link to it in the show notes if you're curious about it. And I think you'll find that it's priced at a really reasonable, amazing price for all that's included and the lifetime access to it. So my journey into yoga, wellness, and then women's wellness really stemmed a lot from my own personal self-reflection and and self-inquiry journey that I've been on. And it felt like I couldn't not share this with others. Like, how could I personally see such a life-changing transformation over the years and not give this gift to others? We're in this together. And when each of us are in alignment with our true nature and showing up to life from that place, we stand a chance at being fully resourced to be of service to others. So I just want to say thank you. Like, thank you so much for being here. I I truly appreciate you more than you'll ever know. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you'd like, feel free to, to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Oh, And I now have a YouTube channel. Um, So head over to youtube.com at women's moon wisdom. Subscribe to the channel there. Make it your resource for connecting within. Thank you so much. Have a great one. And I will talk to you soon.